Welcome to Make Money Count. This show was originally recorded live to air on News Talk 1010, where we may have used some music that we cannot redistribute through podcast platforms. If you'd like to hear the show in its entirety, please check out the show on YouTube, where the royalties are being paid to the artists. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write us a review on your favorite podcast platform. We're going to talk about refinancing your mortgage this hour, but before we get into that, one of the things that uh, has stuck with me over the weeks of us doing these shows, and I think it's really, really important, especially for new listeners just tuning in for the first time to understand, is not is not just how excited you are about helping listeners get the best mortgage, but also how excited you are when it comes to finding them ways to save money and then reinvesting that money so that not only do they get a great mortgage, but their financial future is improved by getting that great mortgage. The, the one, like the genesis of our business is our customers, right? Like it's that we were created by the trust of our customers. So if you, you know, stake your growth on the success of your customers, anybody who's looking to start a business out there, you stay to stake everything on your customers and give them as much as you can. And trust me, you'll get it back. It might take a little bit at the start, but. But there's the so many other alternatives out there that we hear about all the time where, you know, they'll, they'll get you the mortgage. We'll, we'll set you up. We'll help you. Yours is the first conversation I've ever had, ever had in that area where you guys have explained how, you know, if, if you can save someone $10,000 a year, you know, you can also show them how to invest either part of it or all of it so that not only are they getting a better mortgage, but, you know, they're leading to better financial security by doing that. I think I think that's really important. I was thinking about it uh, during the week. I think I think you're right. Yeah, um, you're, you, 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 you're, I think you're right. This is Matt uh, speaking. Uh, so I just want to say I think you're right because, and, and, you know, I'm a bit of an investor myself. And uh, and I think that you're, you've hit on something uh, correct there. But I think it's also about uh, – you know, investing comes at a certain time. People think that you're going to invest and you're going to make this great investment, this genius decision. You're going to get into uh, Google in, in 97 or Amazon in 2000 and you're, and it's going to happen overnight. But literally that has taken, you know, well, I mean, <laughs> overnight success doesn't, it takes 20 years. That's the truth in, right. in, in, in investments and in, in opportunities like that. And the truth is it's about saving somebody money. And, and, and if you were able, like $10,000 seems like a lot uh, to have in pocket, but spread that out over a year. And, and does that, do you come, are you able to actually come up with that investment opportunity? Are you able to actually come up and with $10,000 in pocket, or are you putting that to better groceries and, and maybe putting your kid into hockey for a season? You know, mm, these little these pockets of, 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 of money that you keep month to month, I think that that is what helps the uh, a Canadian better than an investment because it, unless you have that money to actually invest and wait for that return, it's about that month to month to me. And as being a person that like will take a gamble and risk for an investment, for me, it's really about watching other people. They can't make those same moves. It's about keeping money in their pocket month to month. How do you do I that? I was mentioning earlier uh, about a Financial Post article from a couple of days ago talking about people who are they're really facing some financial pressures right now. 
everything is more expensive from, from, you know, taking care of the house to gas to everything else. And therefore, if someone can contact you, and I, today, like I said, let's get right into it because today we're going to be talking about refinancing your mortgage. So pretty much any time you want to renegotiate the terms of your mortgage, it's going to be termed as a refinance. Now, we can talk about examples of that, but the reality is that there's a good chance that if someone is out there right now, they're paying their mortgage, and they're also complaining about just how much money life costs right now, there's a great chance that they might be able to, that they can call you, and you might be able to really help them out, where all of a sudden, as you just said, you know, they have money that they weren't available, that wasn't available to them uh, before. You know, yeah. about six months ago, we, re we, we put a report out and we said, inflation's on its way. Inflation's coming. And as much as we hear from the Bank of Canada on a, you know, monetary policy basis that we shouldn't worry about inflation, it has to be a concern. Sure we and should. we're yeah. seeing a massive asset price inflation right now. We're seeing housing prices increase, we're seeing Canadians take on more debt. And the, the best way to prepare yourself for what's happening is to reduce your cost of capital. Like it's, it, it's like going into battle without armor. Uh, ensure that your mortgage is in the money. Ensure that the interest rate that you're paying isn't above market because the longer you wait, the more of your after-tax dollars that you're expending on servicing your debt, the more of a disservice you're doing to yourself. And the opportunity to lock in to low interest rates is not going to be here forever. Mm. Interest rates are going up. I mean, like we're answering calls constantly, seven days a week. I mean, Justin's going to hate me if I say 24 hours a day, but you know, <laughs> pretty close. Like. You the website's open Marcus, 24 I'll, hours a day. Yeah, the website's open yeah. 24 hours a day. Marcus, isn't it true, though, that, that I think there's a lot of misunderstanding out there about refinancing mortgages, and the government did not help with that. There's a lot of people are terrified to refinance their mortgage because they hear all kinds of horror stories about how, you know, it's, it's uh, going to be at a different rate, and we have to do this, and we have to do that. And the reality is... No, there's nobody forcing you to refinance, but you should at least understand what the options are out there. You know, like when you say the government's telling us to do something, when, when you hear any speech that's geared towards all of Canada, you cannot automatically assume that they're speaking to you. As a Canadian, you have to realize that you are an individual, your financial situation, the cost of your debt, your relationship with your bank, all of this is, is your own. So if it, like, I mean, there was an article in the financial post yesterday, it talked about how Canadian household debt has increased to $1.6 trillion. Sure. Household debts increased, but if we were to, if we were to isolate who is using capital right now from their household in order to live, in order to get past a really difficult time. You're sitting there right now, you're listening to this radio show and you're thinking to yourself like, how do I fit into this? Listen, yeah. if you suspect 
that you're paying too much on your mortgage, if you suspect that your interest rate is too high, if you suspect that maybe you're carrying credit card debt for too long, you have to, you have to find someone that's going to advise you. And if you don't, the longer you wait, the more profits the people that are charging you interest will make and the less you're going to have. And this period of time, the monetary and fiscal stimulus that are being injected into our economy are meant to help Canadians. So if you wait, if you sit back and assume that when, you know, the Minister of Finance speaks that they're speaking to you, you're doing yourself a disservice. Isn't it fair, though, Matthew, to suggest that there's a lot of people, it's funny, I mentioned it uh, during the show last week, there's people that'll sit on hold for an hour and a half over 16 bucks on their phone bill, and yet when it comes to, to even considering refinancing their mortgage, they won't start the conversation because they don't know what's involved, they have no idea, many of them I don't think would, would know how to take the first step. And we touched on this a week ago also. Some of them, oh, I've been with the bank for the last uh, 45 years. Uh, they've got my best interests at heart. You're right. And I think that, that what, what happens is that people are intimidated about negotiating the biggest purchase of their life. They think it, uh, you know, a lot of people maybe only like go through the purchase one time in their life, maybe twice. Uh, it, it, and, and then they're, you know, they only go through the purchase process. They don't go to renegotiate their contract. They don't go to see what the refinancing could be or what it looks like if they stretch out their amortization. There's all these different things that they, that, that going into negotiating a contract that big is going to seem intimidating, especially if you're going into your bank, your bank is, they're not going to mm. tell you that there's a better option across the street. They're just, they're not going to. They always have their own interest at, at heart. And, and who can blame them? I mean, like, that's their jobs. That's what they're going to do. Our job is to make sure that you get that option across the street. You get all the options on the street. That's that's the job of, of, of the brokerage is to go out there and broker these deals. And, and, and so getting that that past that, uh, that, that scary part of brokering that, like, you shouldn't be brokering your own deal. You should not be negotiating mm. your contract with a bank. You should allow people that are trained in this to do this. Matthew, just before the break, you brought up a great point, and that is this reluctance of people. We're talking about renegotiating mortgages, and I was just thinking during the break, you know, we, I do an awful lot of legal shows with lawyers. There's so many of, their, of the callers mentioned that they don't want to go to court. They're scared of what that would involve. And the conversation comes down to that's that's the lawyer's job. That's our job. We take care of that. You know, you don't need to worry about that. The minute you pick up the phone and get us involved, we take over. We guide you through the process. So yeah, I think there's a lot of, of I, I know there's a lot of misunderstanding about there, about what's involved in the process right from the point where they pick up the call. You know, you raised a good point there. And I think that like there's a culture around uh, uh lawyers you know what i mean like you know if you're going to go to court there's a, like there, there's like there, there's never been a movie about a hero mortgage broker like that's just never happened right like <laughs> there's just there never there, maybe maybe it will be about connect right like it's just never happened not but, yet like, not, not yet not yet but we, we could change that right we could change that but that's that nobody really knows that we exist in this this culture everybody wants to buy a home everybody thinks that you just go to the bank people don't even realize that there's these 
these alternative measures and 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 that you're like let's just for an example like i mean in order for you to get qualified for like a new home if you want to put less than five percent or less than 20 percent down you're limited to taking this mortgage insurance and that you're limited to taking a 25-year amortization well let's say after like 20 or five years you end up paying a, like a big chunk of that house down let's say you put, like you paid a lot of it down maybe you've paid it down to there's 30 percent of the equity now left in there what can you do now like maybe you can Go back to your broker, maybe even before that, 20% of the equity in there. You can ask the broker to switch it from 20 years to 30 years on your amortization. And you're like, well, why would I do that? Why would I take longer to pay off my house? Well, like I said, it's about putting that money back in your pocket month to month. If, if talking to a mortgage broker, your bank is not going to offer you to do that. Like, this is what I mean. A refinance is a legal term for renegotiating this contract. It's a refine. You, your bank is not just going to offer that to you. You already have a contract with them. This is the contract that is in place. It, you, have, you can break that contract. There's going to be a penalty associated with that. How do you get around these things? When is the best time to renegotiate you know that contract? Matt, Matt, I'll tell you something. The best time to bring this up with your bank is the moment you say, I found a better deal somewhere else. And that's the moment that your bank will come to you and say, well, guess what? We, can we do want the to same. keep your business. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to bend over backwards because we don't want to lose your business. So for anyone out there that's listening right now, that thinks that refinancing their mortgage is difficult, because guess what? It's not a slam dunk. Like you're going to have to put paperwork together. You're going to have to go through quite a bit. I mean, we, we make it as easy as possible. We got a ton of automation. Like we're doing our best to make this as easy as possible. But we also understand that we're going to help you negotiate with your bank. In mm -hmm. most cases, we're yeah. going to get you a better deal from your bank. You're not going to pay a penalty. You're just going to get the same mortgage that you have already, only at a lower interest rate. Because Marcus, is it a Canadian bank, thing, I, though, where people are just reluctant to play one off the other? I mean, I, honestly, I, my hunch is that if we were having this conversation in the States right now, there'd be somebody sitting there going, I'm not going to leave 25 grand on the table just to be nice to my bank. And yeah. yet I get the impression up here that, that people are reluctant to, to do the, you know, uh, yeah, I'm going to go out and find another offer, but it's only so that I can go to my bank and get a better offer kind of, kind of process. I just think so that you haven't been a mortgage start. broker. <laughs> See that no, again, just, no, listen, I, no, no, no. Go for it. I, I was just saying, no, I, I just don't think you've lived a day as a mortgage broker <laughs> to see it happen. In the United States, when I first started in this business, everyone said that the market in the United States is 10 to 15 years more evolved than the market in Canada. One of the things that is different, very different about the mortgage market between Canada and the United States is competition. The other thing is, is that Canada has partially amortized mortgages and the United States does not. So in the United States, you would get a mortgage for 25 to 30 years and you would get that mortgage right off the bat. And it wouldn't cost you anything to break that mortgage. There are some hmm. restrictions from the insurance companies, which are governed by the government, which affect how you might be able to refinance that mortgage within 12 to 18 or 24 months of receiving that mortgage. In Canada, 
we have penalties. We have big penalties. But every bank in the entire world is now faced with the exact same problem. And that problem is yield. There is no yield out in the market right now. There is a, there is a ton of money flooding the market. And we spoke about this last episode. And we, Canadians need to understand this, right? Like, if I was to, like, there is a policy. Like, it, the, the Federal Reserve in the United States, the Bank of Canada here, they have tools. Their tools are monetary policy, fiscal policy, and speech. And before they move, they speak. And right now, what they're doing is they're speaking. They're speaking through articles disclosed in the Financial Post. They're speaking through their consistent communique that they're releasing. And they're speaking in backroom channels to the banks. And when they speak, they're saying, we understand that we're allowing capital to flow out of the Bank of Canada at really, really reduced cost right now. But we want you as the banks to prevent Canadians as much as you can from overloading on that debt. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's incumbent upon every single Canadian to decide how they believe that debt will help them. So if you want to refinance your house every six months to go on a vacation, stop. But if you lost your job and you need to cover your expenses and you need to pay off a high interest rate line of credit, do not allow a bank or the government to tell you what you can or cannot do with the equity that you've built up in your home. Great and at point. a moment like this, when you can refinance your house at sub 2% interest, why would you as a Canadian who might have an opportunity to invest, why would you ignore that access to capital when your government and pension funds and mutual funds and all of these entities that we're being told are far more intelligent than us are doing that exact same thing. Yep. You're exactly right, Marcus. It's a fantastic point. It's, yeah. it's what smart Absolutely. money is doing right now. It's smart money is borrowing so that they can buy assets, not liabilities. Don't refinance the We are experiencing one of the largest inflationary periods for assets. So if you want to sit back and watch how this plays out, you're going to get left behind. What we're watching right now is a flood of capital. We watched the Canadian debt increase from $1 trillion to $2 trillion in the space of 11 years. This is unprecedented. What's happening in the United States is even more pronounced. So if you want to sit back and say, well, I'm going to listen to the Canadian government. I'm going to pay attention to what they're telling me. I'm going to lump myself in with the rest of Canadians. You might miss out on a way to help you and your family, right? Like you're seeing your house price increase. That might not happen for much longer. If, if I was to give any piece of advice, I, and I keep saying this, you have to treat your household as a business. You have to look at what you've built so far. You've got a house. 
that house has increased in value. If you were a business, you would leverage that home. You would utilize low cost capital to create additional sources of income. And it's, it's not readily available. And for sure, information is tight. If you can find the right trusted advisor, it does not have to be us. It's, it's... You know what, Marcus? Just before the break, you were talking about uh, we're, we're talking about renewing mortgages, and it, it jumped to mind every year around tax time. There are people who who work hard every day. They give it. They 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 you know every single day, and they get their T fours and they submit what the taxes that they're owed are, and that's it. And they don't take advantage of any government programs. They don't, you know, there's no RRSP. There's nothing. They pretty much do exactly what they do every year and just, you know, here's the amount of money, send it to Ottawa and be done with it. There's also people out there, and I've talked to them, who don't understand that the government are giving them these benefits. All they have to do is actively take advantage of them. For some reason, they seem to think that, you know, unless they just, you know, pay what's due and move on, then they're cheating or doing something wrong. And I feel the same way when we talk about uh, renegotiating the mortgages. There's a, there's a, there's an idea out there that, you know, oh, I'll just uh, let things go the way they are because I'm sure that they're the best that they can be. And as you were saying during the last uh, segment, they're they're leaving thousands and thousands of dollars on the table. Well, first off, government benefits are are not necessarily meant to be like when they're, when they're provided, they're not necessarily meant to be utilized. It's incumbent upon the Canadian to understand them and utilize them on yes. their own. They're, they're utilized to create votes for the government. So if, if you support a government, you support them because you like what their platform is. And, in Canada, you know, Canadians are quite pliable and that goes to their relationships with their banks. And I mean, listen, it's really common for us to hear that, you know, I don't want to offend my bank. I like, you know, mm. I'm like, we'll get a, we'll, you know, I, t I guarantee you that we'll get a bunch of phone calls after the show and people will say, I, I just want to find out what the lowest rate is. And then I want to go back to my bank and I want to let them know. And that's okay. It's okay to be a little bit trepid around this situation. It's okay to be a little bit fearful, but what Canadians have to understand is your bank is just a company that you have a relationship with. They happen to be a really powerful company. They happen to be a company that is very capable of lobbying the federal government. And their relationship with you needs to be viewed as a business that is supporting you. And the moment you as a Canadian feel that you're not receiving the best service or the best price for what you're getting from that bank, you need to look elsewhere. And I don't like, ha has anyone watched a bank commercial recently? Like connect when we're advertised online, on the radio, we're talking about what our price is. Banks don't talk about what their price is. They don't talk about what the price of your savings account is. They don't talk about what the cost of your mortgage is. They do that because their voice is so powerful. It's so overwhelming. Like Connect, to put it in perspective, to put it in perspective, Connect is worth very likely 
one one hundredth of a percent of half of any Canadian bank. You know what? Probably one one thousandth of a percent. But we try to get a message out to the Canadian consumer. It gets drowned out. Uh, I'll put it to you this way. When I first started Connect, I tried to put offices in the downtown core in the underground. Do you know what happened? I couldn't do it because the relationships that the banks had with the major property managers in Canada prevented me from opening offices in the downtown core because the relationships were so strong. So Canadians have to think, like, why is it that their banks communicate with them in a specific way? Have you ever received a letter from your bank that said, we found a way to save you money so that you can pay less? (laughs) Yeah, it's the line right below, we're raising your fees. (laughs) I, I, I I get the same letters that everyone listening gets. My savings account has increased. My cost for wire fee is increased. Everything's increasing. The only communication that Connect will ever have with its borrowers is to say, we've identified a way that you can save money. So we need to start thinking about our relationship with our bank in a different way. We need to start thinking about it as something that is competitive. It's a marketplace. Your business is valuable. And no time like now, when every single Canadian bank is clamoring for yield, they require your mortgage. They need your yield. They leverage it. They take capital from the Bank of Canada. They take your savings and they leverage it up and then they lend it back to you. And they need your mortgage. So let's let them fight for that mortgage. Mm. I'll, uh, I'll share a story here. Uh, you know, part of my job is uh, to just call up old clients, remind them that, you know, your upcoming renewal is coming. Uh, Justin's going to be in touch with you. Our underwriter is going to be in touch with you and get the process started, right? Uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, uh, I called up an old client who was coming up for renewal just to give him a heads up so that we could get this uh, ball rolling. He called me back about five minutes later and said he was thinking about purchasing a house. So we got him in touch with Justin, got him in touch with our lead underwriter, Phil. And the two of them sat down to discuss this idea of, of refinancing the the property that was coming up for renewal, even though it was like three or four months away from renewal, refinancing that property so he could get his entire down payment out of that property. Uh, He can then rent out that property and get this new property that he wanted to buy without using any of his own capital, without using any money from the bank. And this was an I and to to share a little bit about um, this guy, he's a, a, you know, he used to work for a bank, so he's got options. And he was exploring options. And he came back to us and said, you know, you guys have done due diligence. I can't find this out anywhere else. Nobody is even close to what you guys can do. And this idea of, like, using the capital that he already has to reallocate it somewhere else and not use any uh, of his own pocket money, like, that's what smart money is doing. Mm. You know, this person didn't have to resell, didn't have to sell their house to get more assets in their, in, in their name. It, it, they they didn't have to lose what they've invested in their their current property that they own is only going to grow in value now they have another property on top of it based off the value of the home that they already have I and mean, it's just Guys, smart let me bring uh, brian into the conversation if i can brian thanks for holding good afternoon welcome in he does, he's just smart 
Let me bring uh, Brian into the conversation if I can. Brian, thanks for holding. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. For you got to turn your radio off, Brian. <laughs> yeah, thank you for taking my call. Uh, is that okay? Yeah. You yeah, you're fine, Brian. Okay, Please go sure. on. Yeah. So basically, we have a, a second house that um, basically we have a variable rate mortgage on it. Uh, and my understanding has always been that in the long run, if you stay variable, most of the, of the time you will end up doing better than locking in at a five-year rate. I just wanted to know what your feelings were on that strategy. Not anymore. Okay. Not anymore. Uh, we're we're going to see something different. And I know it sounds cliche, but like there's so much capital coming into the market and there's so much weird speak from the central bankers that I'm, I'm like, I am concerned that we're going to see really significant uh, upward pressure on rates. It might not happen in, in, in six months. It might not happen in 12 months, but, um, they're throwing everything at the economy right now. It's, you know what, if I was to put it in perspective, I think that we're gonna see the largest increase in asset prices. We're seeing it already. Like you're seeing it, Brian, in your house price. So the fact that your house price has increased by the amount that it has, it cannot, it cannot stop interest rate movement. Marcus, just before we continue, uh, we were talking about fixed rates, variable rates, uh, what the future holds. Tell us a little bit about Connect. What makes it different? I started the hour talking about it, but I, I, want, I want you to have a chance to explain to the listeners why Connect is so special to you guys. Simple. One message. One message to our borrowers. One message to our investors. The same message. Help Canadians figure out the best way to get their debt and help Canadians find the best way to put their savings. That's it. It's like we, what did we call the bird last week, Ian? Uh, oh yeah. What was the bird? The, uh, uh, that was like a, like an ox. I'm not guessing. Yeah. I'm not guessing at the, the ox pecker. That's yeah, what it was. Ox yeah. pecker. There yeah. you go. All right. So, Listen, but Connect a good guess, Matthew. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Connect does one thing. Like we exist because of the bank's inefficiencies. So if you think that the Canadian banks are operating with full efficiency and that they have everyone's interests at heart every single time they make a move, then you know what? You don't need Connect. But if you think that perhaps the Canadian banks might not fully understand your situation. They might not be providing you with the full savings that you might be able to receive on your debt or the full return that you might deserve on your capital. Then maybe it's time to ask someone else a question about that. And hmm. I hope that it's connect, but if it's not connect, let it be somebody else. Connect is a company with uh, a group of well-curated, salaried employees who we don't necessarily, 
we don't necessarily all start with the full um, uh, breadth of knowledge in mortgages, but it's my job to make sure that I find really amazing people and I educate them and I help those people help other people. And I'm going to keep doing it. And I don't even think the banks know that we're doing it, to be honest with you. Like Connect will do a billion dollars worth of mortgages. We'll have tons of investors call us on a daily basis. And we won't even make an impact in the balance yeah. sheets or the income statements of the major Canadian banks. So avail yourselves of our services. Like, mm. Contact us. Contact right. somebody. Just don't continue to be one of the Canadians. And I said this on our first show. There's $1,000 of after-tax money coming out of every single man, woman, or child in Canada and going into the net profits of the Canadian banks. In order to fathom that, like Liechtenstein or Luxembourg, like the Cayman Islands, countries with incredibly powerful, profitable banks, they could only hope for that type of profitability. And that profitability is on the backs of Canadian consumers. Mm -hmm. So I was going to say the same thing. I, we're one source. We're one you, you, source of information for you. Look at when you, you when you look at what they say, like the big five in Canada, you look at how big of these these Canadian banks are players in the, the international market. Look at banks like Nova Scotia and how they've expanded into South America. How did they do that? You know, these other banks don't expand into Canada like that. They don't come in with the same footprint. How are these Canadian banks able to have that footprint around the world? It's off of our backs. It's off of the us paying fees, us like the Marcus describing how we pay you to break our mortgage and America doesn't. Hey, why did they do that? Because Canadians, we won't even argue about it. We don't even educate ourselves on it mm, to right. be able to get mad about it. Are you kidding me? Like it, it, there's so much uh, that on you right now, the listener, the responsibility is on you to educate yourself, get in contact with us. And let us help you guide you through this process and then start telling everybody else about it. Mm. Guys, I have a text message here I want to make sure we get to. Hi, it's Rose. Love your show. I have a mortgage coming up for a renewal July 2022. I'm at a fixed five-year, 2.34% term. My mortgage is a little greater than $600,000. i have been with my bank forever. Should I be looking to exit my mortgage early or should I wait until I can begin looking at a new term when I'm not going to incur penalties? I'm going to let Justin take this. Yeah, I, I was going to I was going to say, like, you know, it's always a good time to at least talk about it. Right. So if it's not the good time to break your mortgage today, which you know, it probably will be. There's much better rates on the market. And, and, you know, depending on who you're with, there might be some tips and tricks for us to kind of mitigate some of that penalty cost that you're going to have to pay um, entering into a fixed rate. But, but if it's not the right time, it's worth the talk, right? So, so, you know, I would say, you know, just give us a shout. We can walk through the numbers with you. There's, I would love to just, you know, I'm not a, uh, uh, as good as Marcus with off the top of my head math, but there are some, uh, you know, and there are some numbers that I'm going to need from you to figure out what that penalty is going to be. But, you know, a quick conversation is all it takes. And so, so give us a shout. I'll take your call right after the show and we'll do it right now if you want. So 
If you want to follow to up, the phone number to do that is 416-766-2666, 416-766-2666. Rose is mentioning her renewal uh, mortgage renewal coming up July 2022. 20, uh, uh, during the last segment, you were saying that you're getting in touch with clients whose mortgage comes up in a few months. When is, uh, two things, one, when is the best time to start talking about this? And I guess the second thing that really came out of your last answer was, Ask. I mean, you guys aren't going to be offended if somebody picks up the phone just to ask you the questions. If you're How about long- this? How about this? The longer you wait, the longer you wait to find out whether your mortgage is in the money or not in the money. Bless you. The better a, ser- the better a service you're doing to your bank. So the, the sooner you get informed, the more comfortable you're going to be and the less comfortable your bank is going to be. So <laughs> I'll put it to you this way. We start our communications with our existing clients 18 months prior to their maturity. Wow. That's when you get your first, your first email to tell you what the rates are available in the market. Guys, I literally have one minute left. Can you tell, why should people pick up the phone and get in touch with you or go online and get in touch with you? You got a minute. Get comfortable, get comfortable with your mortgage. Just get comfortable with it. And you know what? I'm paying for all of these people to answer the phones. You have nothing to lose. Like it's, you're literally just phoning in. Well done. I've picked, I've literally picked my most favorite human beings to work at this company, right? So there's about 30 people, all of which are amazing. All of which I know care about every single person when they call in. 